to the Safe Place Podcast Halloween Special. How's it going, Craig? You're right there, Craig. Yeah. Or better known as the Mad Hatter. And then we move on to the thing. Not as good as it's for what Craig. I thought it was John Lennon. (laughs) John Lennon out and John's love child. With a bear. So we're here today and we're going to speak about a few different topics, but primarily we're going to emphasise it around the Joker movie because it's a prominent mental health movie, isn't it, Craig? It is. It's a classic, isn't it? What about you, Roy? Is it a classic? Well, no, because it's quite modern, actually. (laughs) No, it's a... Thank you for that thing. No, it's just a brilliant film. It's uh, If if you look, it's brilliant because if you go in depth and understand it... (laughs) Listening to him talk serious, dressed as that, it's, it's just it, funny. Isn't it? It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, it is a brilliant movie. Now, let's look at the mental health aspect. One of the things we want to do on this podcast is show people out there that are suffering with mental health, thinking that there's something wrong with them. We want to educate you to understand that everything is right with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Everything that your body is doing. The thoughts you're having is absolutely right and normal based on what you've been through in your life. And in a way, you could enjoy that, can't you? Enjoy being a human being that has this mental health and has to live with it and just dance in that. Yeah, dance in the uh, acceptance that you are you and that is okay. All right, so the Joker movie. I mean, one of the things that stood out massively for me in the Joker movie was is that if he had love in his life, he wouldn't have turned into the Joker. So love was the key from from family. He had a lot of love from his mum, didn't he? No, she abused him, didn't she, big time. Uh, He might not have consciously knew that when he was an adult, but there must have been some sort of unconscious repressed memories going on. Uh, And in a sense, surely somebody unconsciously knows that somebody's being used, they're being used in some way. And really, he was just a toy for the mum to try and get some sort of message out to Thomas Wayne, wasn't it? So, but let's go back to the the idea of love. One of the incredible things is, uh, let's look at psychosis, one of the most extreme forms of mental health that people can go through. He had psychotic episodes that all involved being around love. He had one where he was on stage with Murray and he had Murray say to him, if you was my son, I'd be proud of you. Mm. He had psychotic episodes of having a girlfriend and the girlfriend accepting him. So what you could see is, incredibly, even the psychosis was a desperate attempt from his psyche for him to find some sort of love within his body. And uh, what happened in the movie is society created a monster from that, from those ingredients which could have created love. Yeah. Created a monster, didn't it? At the end, it did because that's what. Go on, bro. There's a lot of bullying, just because he was he was different, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. The bullying's a big part of and, it, and it's like the amount of beatings he had in the film, like in the in the beginning, Life by the kids, he had his up, he had his sign taken off him. It was his job trying to get the sign back, and then once he gets his sign back, he gets a kick in the lifetime. You didn't watch the whole film; you just watched the first four minutes, <laughs> yeah. didn't you? And look at the look at the bullying aspect of it. Why does somebody bully? Because they've been through shit. Yeah. They've not found love in their life. Yeah. And they've been abused. And, mm. and what they try and do to take away that difficult pain of feeling vulnerable and pathetic and out of control, they replace that through behaviour of being the one in control, mm. being the one in 
power and, and hurting people. And some people only watch that film as if it's just a, a normal story. They don't go that deep. In do you, no, they don't. Do, do you reckon that is in everybody that is a buller, that they've gone through trauma in their lives Ryan, as well? Even, do you, do, no, even, I'm just saying, do, 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 do you think there's two types of bullies? Do you think there's a bully that's been traumatised? Or do you think there's a bully that's just, say, welfare, uh, powerful? Good point, bro. I think both. So one type of bully is somebody that's been deeply traumatised. Yeah. There's another type of bully that's been around bullies. Yeah. They get nourished and loved for being yeah, that yeah. type of person and then they can only express yeah, it through that Yeah, that's exactly way. it. So wow. you get the two polarised Because obviously opposite, don't you? you've got the scene on the train as well, some Wall Street guys, yeah. young lads, loads of money, drunk on a train and they're just pick on him because he's sitting there laughing on his chair. Well, you know, the the strange thing in that movie is he didn't create the ideology of the Joker. The people took that upon themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't actually create himself in a way. Well, he he, he acted for them in a sense, didn't he? Unconsciously. Unconsciously, yeah. In the end, he did. There was an appetite from society that it was become so alienated by a big divide between the rich and the poor, Which we and have. obviously there was mental health cuts. Maybe. The Joker went through mental health cuts, didn't he? And it's like, in a sense, all that's doing, the Joker is showing you, in a sense, a documentary of what's going on now yeah. in this real world. Maybe and- you think, maybe it's uh, because you say love. He was already dressing up as a clown because it was his job. Yeah. So he felt connected to being a clown. And what was that job? He wanted to be nice and make yeah. people laugh. But what yeah. I mean is, is that the people, the people that dressed up as clowns in the protest... He must have saw them as a as as an icon to him, as someone that can accept him. Yeah, for who he is. No, absolutely. So he, he wanted found, to be a part of found, the Joker protest, didn't he? Yeah, he found the love in the end there through you go, yeah. through the through people promoting the badness that was coming out yeah. of him, didn't they? Yeah. If I was to evaluate this and pretend it's a real person, let's just pretend it was a documentary. I would evaluate it as this was a guy who was uh, not given the right medication. Not having the right social life. Yeah. Having low self-esteem from all this environment. Yeah. And the outcome of that is a projection that is in every single one of us to put that pain into the reality. And would you say the outcome is normal? I mean, that's what it made. (laughs) And that's exactly what it made. It made the joker and then people that don't understand what's going on unconsciously inside every human being, what drives and motivates us. The feeling of wanting to be loved and connected, and when we don't get it, we'll go to opposite extremes and to find it, even if it's through crime and abuse. I don't think there's any more medication it could have. It's all the unhappy fucking. It was the only medication varieties. Arthur Fleck needed was love and acceptance. Yeah, yeah. if he would have got that, and there wouldn't have been well, a joke. But he got it in the end. He Did got he absolutely got it in the end. Yeah. But hopefully, what we can try and do is get to a point where we can send a message out that somebody that's going down that way, where they're feeling the pain of not being given the significant acceptance and love that they're looking for, instead of unconsciously going down and then going, right, that pain, I'm going to dish that out to the world around me because I want you to feel as shit as I do. We can make people conscious that that's going on within them and that there are ways of finding that love through the, the healthy ways of doing it, isn't there? Yeah, and you know, uh, if you look back at the video, watch the film again. And look at the times where he does that laughing little twitch that he's got. It's in moments where 
the society lets him down. Yeah. It makes him feel uncomfortable and he knows that something that is wrong is happening and he can't say anything like, you shouldn't speak to me like yes. this. As, as Sigmund Freud said, one of the greatest and most obvious, in a sense, uh, psychological uh, ego defence mechanisms is humour. And you can see that, think of it like this, as Craig said, <clears throat> he felt really uncomfortable, vulnerable, shamed in yeah, certain situations. Yeah, but how uncomfortable did you feel watching the film? Watching I felt that? uncomfortable, it's, yeah. That's how brilliant it was. So he felt uncomfortable in those situations. And then what happens is the psyche, which is a great friend of yours, that's always trying to make you find a window of light and get you out of it, makes you have an impulsive reaction to laugh. Because if you can laugh, hopefully you'll feel better in that state than you will without the laughter, feeling shit feeling not loved, not wanted. I mean, one of the other narratives through the movie was this, the need for a father in his life. Why can't people watch that movie instead of driving home and go, that was a good movie about a bad guy in a superhero film. It's like, no, that movie's about everyone's fucking life. Yeah. Ain't it? You can all connect with that. We've all got this shadow inside us that has come out Every now and again, in certain situations, you, you you was never in control of that. No. But there's a place in that film where he could have got help from the therapist. He could have done, He could yeah. have got help from the friend. He was past a gun. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was all leading for him to be the Joker and this disaster bad guy. Yeah. I mean, one of the, the one of the lovely scenes in the movie for me that really stood out is when he's having that, that imaginative journey in his mind that he's on the Maury show and uh, this this Maury character who he looks up to like a father someone that he wants to aspire to be the comedian doesn't he and he calls him down and he says if if, if you was my son I'd do, I'd be really happy to have something like this, along those narratives and the and the love that was in his heart and that's all that if that could have been a reality there wouldn't have been a joker now let's turn that back to anybody go in your lives now back at home Every single day there are opportunities for you to go beyond yourself, realise that all you've ever needed is love, significance, acceptance, compassion, empathy. And if you can give that gift to somebody else, even if you're full of pain, my God, that is the best chance you've got to find the life that you deserve. Because going down into that black hole of pain and suffering and destroying yourself in that place is what not what you deserve. You deserve so much better than that, don't they? And, and there's a person out there who can hear that because they're in this place, but there's also an unconscious blindness to that reality. Yeah. With, with that uh, part of the film, he went off into little delusions with a relationship, didn't he? Yeah. Again, he just wanted to be loved by a Did woman you? like most of us. We want to be loved by somebody else as much as we give out and yeah. give back. I don't uh, think in the film he had any delusions about hurting somebody, did it? It was all about him trying to find healing yeah. through love. Good, good, good. And yeah. at times he was so he was happy. Yeah. He was dancing. He was yeah. smiling. He was this happy character. There's, there's a girl that I've been counselling. Um, obviously, I can't say her name through confidentiality reasons, but she's been suffering a lot emotionally and it's brought <clears> out <throat> bad behaviours inside of her and she has been completely let down by every type of system that you can get on. She's been let down by the law. She's been let down by psychiatry. She's been let down by therapists. And she now is left in a position where the only thing she can ever do is respond to this awful trauma 
his awful emotions and go towards the light. And the incredible thing is, I can see why she's doing what she does. I can see the acceptance there for it. To most people that are trying to work with her, they see it as crazy behaviour. They see it as incorrect behaviour. Because it's not like them. So the problem is, everyone has to act in in a world where we say that there is... We accept that there is a thousand different ideologies, different religions, different characters, personalities. Even him just laughing was would upset somebody on the bus, wouldn't Yeah, uh, give him it's a It's just like, oh, you're being different now. And, and you know what? The incredible thing is we can get lost in loads of different things, what people need to do. It doesn't get more simple then. You want love. Your ego might defend you right now and say, no, I don't want love. That's a load of bollocks. That's only come from bad trauma. That perspective has only come from bad trauma. When you was a little boy before you was traumatised or a little girl before you was traumatised, all you wanted was your mum and dad to hold you and make you feel safe in the world. So all you ever needed was love. If you can identify that that's the one thing that's caused you the most sabotage in your whole life, and understand that if you can go back to the rawness of it and try and express it and look for it in the right ways, then you can identify that that same thing exists inside somebody else. Instead of condemning people, yeah. bullying people, and wanting to hurt people. As well. Yeah, you just want to give them what you need. And if we can get that, that awareness around that, that simple philosophy of people just need to be loved. Well, yeah. let's, love. Tell, let's tell them what... Or love, yeah. Let's tell them what awaits at the other side of that. Because... Right. Without that acknowledgement and acceptance, you have the Joker. You have the madness, yeah. the, the Joker that's just in normal and reality. And look what we had today, David Bowman. We had a guy that went through all of that. He struggled and I can't even begin to imagine the suffering he's been through. And now he's an addiction support worker and he gets nourished and fulfilled by giving and helping people. That's yeah. That's the and way we, to and do we it. mentioned on the podcast that uh, even that can be sort of a selfish act and a little bit of your ego that wants to do this like thing that looks good. But look at that compared to the way that other people get it. The outcome is much more worth it because you're helping people and you're benefiting their lives. So over the next week, guys, get on in your life. Start becoming conscious of when you see someone's stupid behaviour outside in the world. For instance, I get this one where... And I've done it in the past many times. Driving, someone does something stupid. And I'm like, oh my God, what an idiot. You shouldn't have done that. And the incredible thing is, I've been that idiot a hundred times doing something that somebody yeah. else don't get. And then get. you become that. It's like we're in a mass, we're, yeah. we're mass crazy, aren't we? Well, this is this is a thing Boy, where... Boy, wears a mask. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, if you think of this now as a perfect example... When you're irritated by someone and you want to tell them your perspective on reality, which could be morally correct, remember, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's no significance. What's significant is you feel good and have a great day. And if I've done this many times with people, they have started a conversation and they have been aggressive or rude or something and i've been able to project the reality of the conversation that i want to hear which is let's get this back up to a a level where we can both speak and they leave with a smile on their face when they came with confrontation on their face let's look at the dark side so we just preach to people about you want love 
And if you can identify that love is what the other person wants, we're going to be fine. Right. Let's look at the dark side of love. So somebody goes, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to try and something different. I'm going to try and love somebody. There's an unconscious desire and need that hopefully you'll get that love returned because all you want is love. If you don't get that same level of love in return, out comes the pain. And what happens is you feel the pain. My God, I gave that person something. I sacrificed something of myself to give to that person. Look how they've treated me. Look how they've disrespected me. And then before you know it, you're stuck in the pain again, losing all control of what, over what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Mm. The puppets have basically anger, ang- got the strings, haven't they? Yeah. Anger and temper makes you do things that... Anger and temper that makes you do things what? It's like... It doesn't make you think right or no, think it straight. Yeah, when you, you lose your temper, you, you're just completely in a in a blur in the moment. That's it. You're just reacting, aren't you? You're reacting. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, what the message that we have to keep sending out on this podcast is, and it's massively important, you've got a mental health condition. You've been diagnosed with a mental health condition. You're at home thinking there's something wrong with you because you have a mental health condition. Guess what? It means that you've got everything normal going on with you. It means that you've got nothing wrong going on with you. And unfortunately, some people are addicted to this get-out-of-jail card. They accept it. They are a victim of their own circumstance. And, and all we're saying is, if you get this awareness that we're talking about, you will see that the mental health doesn't exist. Mental health doesn't exist in, in the ways that most of culture understands it. There are extreme cases of uh, psychotic episodes that uh, are definitely, uh, you could put into the category of mental health, but when it's deeply understood, all you realise is somebody's looking for uh, desperate attempts to heal. It's like that lady that we've seen uh, who's suffering with schizophrenia. Suffers with schizophrenia, she was in school, a normal girl, nothing wrong, then all of a sudden at university she starts hearing voices in her head to hurt people. Oh my (laughs) God! (laughs) That was the girls right there. Beautiful work, ladies. What the zombies? (laughs) So, when we look at it, the lady with schizophrenia, right? She's getting those voices in the head. She didn't really feel unsettled at first. She went and said to her mate in a dormitory, I'm, I'm hearing voices in my head. Her mate said, I think you need to go and have a chat with the doctor. She went to the doctor. She was describing to the psychiatrist that she was having thoughts in her head. And as soon as she said, I'm having thoughts, the psychiatrist dropped his pen, looked at her and went, you're having what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as soon as she heard that, she thought, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Anyway, the, the schizophrenic voices inside her head were getting more and more powerful to the point where she was isolated in her home, uh, petrified to go out, thinking that people was coming to kill her and attack her. In the end, they found out when she had the right counselling that she was abused massively as a young girl, right? The trauma came out at university when she was more stressed than ever. So the more stressed you are, the more it has a chance of bringing up this trauma. And then the voices that were saying, people are trying to kill you, you need to hurt them, you need to get rid of them, they're going to kill you. Many people would go, something's wrong with her. Guess what the voices were doing? They were trying to protect her from being in the same position, the same trauma that she was as a little kid. If she can now identify those voices as a part of her psyche that's actually trying to protect her, instantly her sense of well-being improves. 
the thoughts calm down and this girl can start to lead a normal life again. Now, unfortunately, there's lots of specialists and professionals out there who will hate us saying this to, to mock their reaction to a situation. Well, fuck them. You know why? Because there's a hell of a lot out well, there that will say, you know what, boys, you're right. I, I don't want to listen to the, the no, second listen. narrative. No, because they're the sort of people yeah. that we have to see this reality. They can see it on their own terms. Look, at the end of the day, there's enough information out there now that this is the right type of help for people. This is our story. Tell them how we know this, though. Well, I'll, I'll put the links to all the TED Talks in from world-renowned counsellors, psychotherapists that talk about how Alan, you from your help experience, people. If you want to go mad, from my experience, dark. ultimately, all they need is to understand that the way their bodies are acting, the way their emotions make and behave, the way their mind thinks is normal based and, on and what they've I'm been through. I'm a psychiatrist, and I'm saying that's not normal. I don't need to argue with you. You Who, go and look at the counter narrative. I don't need to argue with that. I know my story. You know yours. You go and do your research. I'll go and do mine. At the end of the day, people need to make to be aware. That they've got everything okay with them. They may struggle, they may be suffering, but everything's all right. And that is the end of it. And that's what causes <laughs> that's what causes the mental illness is that walking into the doctor's room and saying, I have been divorced, I have got my heart ripped out and trampled on, I have lost everything, and I don't know what to do. And just that guy saying, that sounds like you would be that sad if you had all those external events Absolutely, happening. yeah. Simple as that. So, Not guys, shock. love, tr- we've got a tribe. But, what, you know, the people talk about aspiring. I need more money. I need a, a career. I need to stand out. Do you know what the most important thing is that you can ever try and learn to do in your life above all else? Try and find ways of loving people better. That's and it. Loving yourself better. How That's about this it. one? I was just going to say loving yeah. yourself. How about this it's one, Ryan? Thing. What? You do a great thing. Yeah. You do something really nice for your girlfriend. Mm. You take the kids out all day. You have a feeling that you feel quite good, don't you? Yeah. Now, what I need you to do, and everybody out there, is to try and love yourself and feel okay when you don't do those things. When you are at your worst fucking death, of feeling shit I need you to love yourself because that's the quickest way to get back oh, well, on track I would do because I love it when she goes to the stars at the moment dad's for a couple of days I just get my own me low so that brings us to an end of the Selfish Halloween shit. special we hope you liked it guys we're a little bit mad in this one but you know what we embrace it and just try and find better ways of accepting oh, and loving each other Georgia I'm joking he's joking oh, he loves you to bits oh, alright alright take care everybody <laughs> When I'm back on top, back on top in June. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in.
tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I did, 